Take your Bibles, go to Luke, Luke chapter 1. It's an interesting, interesting time of year. I like it. I like it for a lot of reasons. I like any time of year. Uh, it's just one year closer to the Lord coming back. Uh, You've got to watch what the Catholic Church does and a few other things. Does. I don't know if you haven't paid. I mean, the last couple of days I've heard little snippets where the Pope uh, is, is saying that it's okay. They're going to bless uh, same sex, same same uh, sex couples in the Catholic Church, uh, and I was talking to a guy today. I'm like, I don't understand exactly how that happens uh, when you got a church of 1.2, 1.3 billion people, and you got a Bible that says men with men and women with women is an abomination. How the Catholic Church? But that's the whole world's going that way. It's not even going there on the political front. That uh, that Supreme Court in Colorado uh, that made the the calling that uh, Donald Trump, President Donald Trump cannot be on their ballot, and it's never went to court, it's never been tried, it's never been, he's never been charged with anything, and four, 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 five, whatever Supreme Court justices out there just chose out of the clear blue uh, to say, hey, this is a, your world is going crazy quick. I mean, it's insane. For that to happen is insane. Uh, they're saying, oh, it'll go to the Supreme Court, but it's, I started laughing, I said, well, here's, here's a church, one of the biggest churches on the face of the planet, supposed to be, supposed to be, uh, loves Jesus Christ, serves Jesus Christ, says homosexuality is okay now, when the Bible clearly says it's not. You got a government that has a, a uh, constitution that says this is the way it is, a justice under the law, and they display no justice, zero at all. Uh, nobody's going by the book, or nobody's going by what is written. Uh, there's, take your Bible, again, go to uh, Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Verse 26, <clears throat> and it's just an amazing thing. You know, they, they, uh, they, they both build everybody up. Peter, James, John, all of them, they're, uh, St. Peter is the, uh, the, the uh, pope, uh, the first pope of the Catholic Church. Uh, if, you, if you don't understand a few things about your Bible, the Bible's a good thing to read about. It tells you a couple things, uh, and you just look at it and say, okay, put everything in perspective. It's a great thing. Luke one twenty six says this. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin and spouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Father, thank you for your, very much for your blessings tonight. Thank you for letting us be in church on a Wednesday night. What a blessing it is. Thank you for a church to come to, Lord. He lights everything else, and Lord, you, you provided over the years, and, and Lord, now we're here tonight, and I just want to thank you for that. Thank you for a Bible in our hands. How we got to the place, Lord, how I even got to the place where I believe the Bible is the Word of God, the King James 1611, is an amazing thing. And then, Lord, to be traveling down through time and, and all the things you've done to get me through Bible college and everything else, and for me to be standing here today, it, I still marvel, uh, Lord, that you've done that. But, Lord, you're just the God, that's the God you are, a God of love and mercy and grace and charity and kindness. And although you're there for judgment also, Lord, and damnation and, and hell is just as real as heaven, uh, Lord, I just want to thank you tonight that uh, you sent a Savior into the world named Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And Lord, that he made a way for us to get to heaven. And Lord, you made that uh, apparent in our lives. And those in here tonight that know you as their personal Savior uh, should be rejoicing as Mary rejoices here in a minute. Uh, Lord, uh, we ought to be rejoicing the same way. And Lord, again, thank you for letting us be in church tonight. We'll praise you, Nani, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk a few minutes tonight about a, a, a girl named Mary. Uh, you know, Mary, Mary always gets a bad rap. The Catholic Church gives a bad rap to just about everything. 
they try to make Mary uh, immaculately conceived. That means her mom uh, had no relationship with her husband, and Mary came out, and Mary had no father. Her father was God like Jesus Christ was. That's all a lie. They make Mary the queen of heaven, and that's a lie. You go back into, which if you've got a Bible, it's the craziest book in the world. Go back into Jeremiah, it talks about the queen of heaven. The queen of heaven is never talked about as a positive thing. Why in the world would you want to uh, give your... your uh, Deity, a name that the Bible that you're supposed to be living out of uh, is totally against. Haven't ever figured that one out. Uh, but it's what it is is just the world. The world wants, the world wants things their way, and then they want something to kind of uh, give them the ability to say this is okay, and we can just do whatever we want. And really, when you got a Bible in your hand, it's kind of black and white. Uh, I used to fix stuff all the time. Easy to do it. I, I'm not a smart person. I just picked up a book and read it. Uh, here's a tech manual for a TA-27. I pick up the TA-27 tech manual. I didn't pick up an R-1051 tech manual, and I didn't pick up a Whiskey 3 tech manual. I didn't pick up this, that, or the other. I picked up a TA-27 tech manual. I went in the area where the fraud problem was, and I read what it said that this thing is supposed to do when it works right. Well, it's not working right. Well, if it doesn't work right, you go back to you find out when it does work right, and here it is. It tells you how it works right, and then from there, you find out where the problem is. And I'm sitting there going, but a book told you that, but so many times... We don't care about the book, and, and we get our emotions involved. And this thing with Trump and all the other, I don't even care. It's the craziest thing in the world. To me, it is insane how our world has declined. We're supposed to be at a point in history where we got the smartest people on the face of the planet running everything we're doing and all the technology and everything else, and we do some of the most moronic things I've ever seen. I mean, I'm sitting there scratching my head like, how do you figure that? I mean, it doesn't even match the book. It doesn't match nothing. There's nothing out there you can match. I'm not saying Donald Trump's a great choice. I'm just I mean, they must hate him, man. They, they hate his guts with a passion that they can make stuff up. But, but that's just the way it goes. So really, right now, we're in a place in time where nothing matters. Nothing you see written matters except what you got written right here. This is it, man. I'm telling you what, you pick this thing up, it's the greatest thing. Mary. Mary's just a normal girl, man. I mean, she's just a normal girl, 126. And in the sixth month of the, the, the uh, angel Gabriel. Now, you still have an opportunity to do something for God. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you don't have an opportunity to do something for the Lord. Uh, I don't care what your life is. Uh, your life could be totally screwed up and you can say, well, uh, God will never use me. That, you're just about the right person for God to use. Uh, he loved Paul. Paul was a, a murderer, killed Christians. Did all kinds of stuff. He wrote 14 New Testament books that we wouldn't understand anything in the Old Testament, New Testament, or anything else if it wasn't for Paul writing what he did. So God loves the sinner. He came to seek and save that which was lost, which is us, which he loves us. He came down. What's a blessing is here's a girl named Mary. Mary was a sinner too. The Catholic Church says that Mary was immaculately conceived. She was sinless. That's a lie. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Mary was a sinner way before she got pregnant. Before Gabriel appeared, before anything happened, Mary was a little girl, good girl, but a sinner, just like you and I. You know what God's looking for today is some sinners. He's looking for some sinners who will get, deal with their sin and move on. Mary, he says, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city called, uh, of Galilee named Lazarus, from a little town named Nazareth. <coughs> Mary was just doing what any young girl would have done. <coughs> nothing, nothing fancy. Nothing out of, out of the ordinary, uh, probably like Rebecca maybe, or, or like Rachel going out and taking care of the sheep. 
uh, in, in Nazareth probably didn't have that problem. It might be a little town where they, maybe they had a bread store. I don't know what they had. Uh, but she was just doing what she was supposed to be doing on a daily basis, taking care of business, trying to survive, doing the right thing, keeping herself clean. That's all she was doing. You know what, you know what the Christian walk is? It's nothing more than that. And here's a year, little girl. Now, I'm telling you, the story is in your Bible. This isn't something made up. It's in your Bible. Uh, Christmas isn't in your Bible. Never was, never will be. Christ's birth is in your Bible. Whatever day it's on doesn't really matter. It happened. And if it happened and the whole world wants to celebrate it right now, then okay, let them celebrate the thing. But that's not what the Bible says. It never did say that. Uh, but it did talk about a young lady named Mary. And Mary had Gabriel come to her and start talking to her. The virgin espoused to a man named Joseph of the house of David, the, the, and the virgin's name was Mary. Mary came from, if you go back to David, Mary came, uh, she was married to Bathsheba, David was. Bathsheba had four sons. Nathan and Solomon were two of them. Nathan goes down the bloodline to Mary. Solomon goes down to the bloodline of, of Joseph. So both of them are right in the bloodline of David. Mary's just sitting there minding her own business. The Lord came through time, and I know he protected her, but he still allowed her to be what she was. He never forced her to be what she was. That's what she was. He may have, have not even manipulated, put things in her life to show her stuff, but Mary was a clean girl. There's nothing wrong with being clean. This world has nothing to offer you. Amen. I tell you, for 2,000 years, there's been a story about a lady named Mary that had a baby named Jesus Christ that became the Savior of the world. And for 2,000 years, that girl's had part of every man, woman, and child getting saved because of what she did in her life. That's it. There's, nothing, there's nothing greater than, well, it was an exciting life. Up to this point, it wasn't. But I tell you what, I think the moment Gabriel stepped into her life, her life changed. Mary listened. Number two, I'd like to say Mary listened to the Word of God. This is a very simple message tonight. We're at a simple time of the year. Very simple message. You don't ever want to lose it. Mary listened to the word of God and understood her circumstances. A young girl back then being found with child. It says, verse 28, And the angel came unto her and said, Hell, thou that are highly favored. You know the Lord watches you? He's watching you. He's looking right at you and me. Looking right at us. He favors, he favors, and he doesn't favor. If he favors, that means there's some he doesn't favor. And he, he's saddened about some things we do. He's, he's happy about some things he do. He's watching Mary. He said, thou highly favored. He said that about Daniel, a man beloved of God. Daniel sat there and prayed and fasted for three weeks, and the angel came down and talked to him said pretty much the same thing to him. Highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Catholic Church takes that way out there somewhere. Like Mary is this super human person. She's not. She's just a normal person like you and I. And when, when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, I would be too. Uh, all of a sudden, this thing goes poof. Uh, 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 Zacharias was in the temple. He seen an angel. It freaked him out. Gideon's dad seen an angel. His mom seen the angel. It freaked her out. Uh, yeah, I think it would freak you out just a teeny weeny bit. If it didn't, you got a problem. Uh, but he's troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, fear not. The first thing you'll ever learn about God is he'll always give you peace. There's no fear there, unless you're, you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. If you're doing what you should be doing, and, and that doesn't mean you're out there passing out soul winning tracks and preaching the gospel. That just means living a normal, everyday life. 
If you're living a normal everyday life, you're doing exactly what you should be doing, nothing out of the normal, nothing out of the abnormal, nothing wrong, uh, then you, you should have some peace of God. And if an angel ever appeared to you, which he won't, you would have, you'd say, fear not. Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Mary listened. Number one, number one, I'd like to say she was doing what any other young woman would do. Number two, she listened to the word of God. Now, the angel is the best she had. Uh, she had Hebrew Old Text, but they didn't have another New Testament yet. It wasn't written yet. And Mary was sitting there listening, and the angel's talking to her, and she believes what he says. She's listening to what he's saying. And, and she's listening to the word of God to understand her search. All of a sudden, you appear in my life, and now what's getting ready to happen? I bet she started getting a little giddy right there. He told her, he said, Mary, you're a chosen vessel. You know, you're a chosen vessel. I get the privilege of telling people about Jesus Christ. I get the privilege of talking. Uh, Brother uh, uh, Barry and myself today, there was a guy come out here checking stuff to make sure when they start digging underneath the, the driveway, they don't hit nothing. And we was talking to him. He saved, come out of, uh, I think, uh, Georgia or someplace like that. And uh, he's a nice guy, man. We invited him to church. Uh, sit there and got to, I mean, we, we tried to witness to him. And I'm sure he'd have started witness to us if he, we gave him a few more minutes. Uh, we were all sitting there saved, had a good time talking about Jesus Christ, and went on. You know, is you're a chosen vessel to tell people. The other day, Brother Barry uh, and uh, Brother Rich got the opportunity to tell a cement driver over how to get saved, and the guy did. You're a chosen vessel. You're a chosen vessel. Chosen to do something. Uh, you know what the world tries to do is get you to get off track. Mary never got off track. I like Mary. Mary never did. She stayed there. She was a chosen vessel. And it says, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb. Now, I don't know about you, but a young lady back then, to, for them to say this to her is going to make her look kind of strange shortly. And bringing forth a son, and she'll call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, right in the bloodline, right in the bloodline. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom thereof shall have no end. Mary is sitting there listening to this stuff. She's listening to angels. She's believing the word of God. She's using the word of God to try and understand her circumstances. Now she's being told she's the chosen vessel and God wants to use her. Well, brother, that's what he wants to do to us. He always wants to use us. The world wants to use you too. And the problem is, is you got to, you know, back then they didn't have the problem we have today. Uh, they have absolutely, <clears throat> I heard a Car, car companies, <clears throat> every time you turn around, there's a car company out there that has some recall. 55 billion cars being recalled here. All these cars being recalled. All this being recalled. <clears throat> government's this, government's that. <clears throat> Need more money. Taxes going up. Your house taxes going up. They want more and more money. It just keeps your mind going. Now I've got to do more, got to do more, do more. Uh, when are we ever going to start doing less for them and more for him? Yeah. That's the problem in life is, is it always wants us to do more for them and less for them. I have seen very few times in life where anything this world has done has actually improved anything. Technology has not improved the human life. Technology has actually destroyed it. Uh, it's getting worse and worse and worse. Technology makes everything quicker, but quicker is not good. Sometimes it's nice. He said, be still and patience. Slow down. Patience is a virtue. Uh, you got to sometimes slow this thing down. Mary trusted God for understanding now you just told me I'm going to be pregnant. You're going to, you're going to impregnate me. I'm going to conceive. And then she's thinking, how am I going to do that? Am I going to have a, 
a child? Am I going to have get married and then do it? What is going on? Then he then Mary said unto the Mary uh, then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this thing be? Seeing I know not a man. It's a good question. You're saying something. If this is going to happen, how exactly is this going to happen to me? This is the story of our Savior. This is the story of God. This is the stuff that the Lord does that the world cannot even begin to touch. They try to mimic it and mock it and, and, and say, oh, we can make it look good. And we'll get all the flashy lights and all the other stuff. I told Beth a few minutes ago, I said, it ought to be illegal to put lights on a house unless there's snow outside. I mean, lights on, Christmas lights in the snow look really, really good. But just Christmas lights on a green, on a green ground, I mean, it kind of look weird. It just doesn't look right to me. Uh, I told her, I said, you know, when I was a kid, we used to, down in Kentucky and Louisville, man, we had, I remember one year we had uh, snow drifts between the house and the car. You couldn't even see the car anymore because the drifts were so high. Uh, it's just, it's just, I don't know if we're causing that, if global warming's causing it, uh, if it's just a cyclical thing, who, who really knows what's causing it? Uh, and maybe in 10 more years of Lord Terry's, we'll get snow again. I have no idea. But Mary's trusting God for understanding. She says, I don't understand this. You know what your lessons Mary has for you is, is stopping and looking and saying, look, when you don't understand something, then you need to go to the Word of God and sit down in the Word of God and try to figure the thing out. Don't go to the world. The world has no answers. I can't even imagine somebody, and I'm not going to say that. I am going to say it, but I'm going to preface it with this. If, 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 you, if the, you go to a psychiatrist and he puts you on medicine or she puts you on medicine, and you think you need that medicine, take that medicine. If you come off that medicine you start doing some really weird stuff, you need to get back on that medicine. Uh, I, I'm, in this world today, is kind of strange, but to go to a lost person, a saved person, and go to a lost person to tell you what to do just doesn't make no sense to me. I would get in my Bible first, and then if the Lord says, yeah, you dummy, you need to go see a doctor, I'd go see the doctor. I go see doctors from time to time. But I'm telling you what, we, what we do is the first thing we do is we rush off to somebody who, who isn't a Christian or maybe a Christian, but they, they're not doing the Christian thing. And they're telling you as a Christian, and you want story after story, you go to the Bible and he says, why didn't you come to me? Why did you go to them? The Lord constantly through the book says, why didn't you come to me? And you know what our problem is today? We didn't. You know what Mary's doing? She's going right to the angel, right to the source. How can this thing be? And the angel answered, verse 35. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Mary believed it. You know, a lot of us, we just don't believe what God does. We just, we just, we just can't get to the point where we believe that the Lord will really do what he says he's going to do. Has he ever told you what to do? Do you think he can do it? I, I, was, I was telling Beth on the way over here, me and her talk a lot on the way over here, I said, I wonder if Noah ever got tired of building that ark, thinking, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? You know, after 35, 40 years of doing that, you probably get tired. After 35, 40 years doing the exact same thing, getting wore out, and he's Young puppies come up and they all say, oh, I can do that better. Oh, I know all about this. I don't try doing it for 45, 50 years and just hang in there. I was telling somebody else the other day, I, I said, I'm not, I'm 60, I'll be 67 this year. I get, I'm going on 67 now. Uh, I said, I'm not, I'm not somebody who can run around with young people anymore. I don't have that kind of energy. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with guys who got arthritis 
and who got pain all the time and taking medicine because they hurt. Uh, we got one guy, Brother Barry, wants to tear everything apart, and Mike and myself have to calm him down because all he wants to, if this building wouldn't be here if we let him come in here with a hammer and nails, he'd start taking everything down. Uh, but I don't have the kind of energy he has, and he's just a couple years younger than me. Uh, you know what you got to do? You got to learn how to slow down. And as you get older, you learn, hey, it's time to slow down. Let the younger ones have it. But, but after a while, you got you to stop and say, look, I can't let the younger ones cause me to stop. Everybody always says, well, it's all about the young. No, it's not about the young people. It's about the old ones too. You can't stop. You got to keep going. The best you can, you cannot stop. You got to keep going. And you, gotta, you know what you got to be is a testimony for the young. Mary is sitting here. Mary did not, and Mary trusted God for understanding. She goes, I don't understand how this is going to happen. The angel said, this is going to happen this way. She says, okay. I like to say this. My next one is Mary didn't have to go through this alone. You know, so many times, brethren, you got a, you got a body of believers here that you, you right here is where you should be seeking advice and seeking help and looking at each other as for, for friendships and everything else. And when you go outside of this thing to the world, the world isn't, isn't this. Well, but I, they're Christian. You know how many times I've heard that? If they are, if they are, we, we fellowship with other churches. There's all kinds of churches you can fellowship with. But some of them, you got to watch what you do, man. They don't think like you think, or you don't think like I think. It's just that simple. Mary did not have to go through this thing herself. Verse 36 the angel told her, said, and behold, thy cousin Elizabeth. She had also conceived a son in her old age. And this is her sixth month with her, who was called barren. <coughs> Mary starts getting excited for Elizabeth. She probably knew Elizabeth all her life. And she knew that Elizabeth didn't have a child. I've talked to ladies and I've, I've heard ladies talk about other ladies who can't have children. And they're all, they all feel sorry for the lady who can't have children. And the one who can't have children, it's amazing. A mom wants to be a mom, whether she can be a mom or not. A real woman wants to have kids. Whether she does or not is irrelevant. She wants to have kids. And I've, I've heard, when you start getting the conversation, everybody wants everybody to have kids. And, and women all. So when Mary was thinking about Elizabeth, Elizabeth was well-aged, well-stricken in age, didn't know that she could ever have a kid. She thought it was all over. And next thing you know, Gabriel talks to her, and she gets pregnant, and now she has a kid, and she's six months pregnant, and the angel tells her that, and all of a sudden, Mary starts getting excited, and the first thing she can think about is just jumping. You see what servant God actually does for you? Here's a young lady who was just minding her own business, and the Lord popped up and sent an angel. The angel started talking to her, and the next thing you know, she's ready to jump on a donkey and ride up and find Elizabeth find out how she's doing and talk to her about her baby. And she's starting to get excited. Now she's pregnant. She's going to get pregnant. And Elizabeth is pregnant. And now the whole thing has started. Families are starting to start up. And the joy starts flowing through this little girl's heart, all because she just starts following God. People say, well, Christians are boring. Man, I tell you what, every story I read in the Bible, I can't believe that these people actually get to do what they do. Then you stop and look at your life. If you ever stopped and looked at it, and you got Lord in your life at all anywhere, You'll start seeing him do things in your life, and you're like, how in the world did that happen? How did you get that done? It's an amazing thing. She didn't have to go through this thing alone. The angel says, Elizabeth, you're not in this all, all by yourself. As a matter of fact, you've got a cousin that's got, just six months pregnant. You need to go talk to her. Mary quickly learns and accepts the impossible. The, what, I, what really got me in this whole passage was verse 37. He says, for with God, nothing, yeah, nothing yeah, shall be impossible. 
He told, he told Elizabeth back there, uh, Abraham and Sarah, Sarah. Sarah's in the tent door and she starts laughing. But he goes, is anything too hard for the Lord? You know, you got to get to the place where you just, you, you don't, you never put it past the Lord to do anything in your life. You never know what he, he is the only one in eternity that can make anything happen any way he wants it to happen. All the other time, you just have to kind of live your life a certain way and wait. And maybe, maybe, maybe he never does anything. But you know what? In the end, you get saved, you go to heaven, and, and you get eternity with him. Here's a little girl that just started her life out. The Catholic Church blows her up like she's something great. She was just a normal person, a normal sinner walking around the streets of, of Nazareth, just doing what she was supposed to do. And the Abra watched her. The Lord watched her. And one day popped up, and here she is. And, and all of a sudden, by, from chapter 126 to verse 37, Mary learns that nothing is impossible to God. She has a couple things more she's going to go through with. She glorifies the Lord in her circumstances. Luke 146 says this, and Mary said, my soul, talking to, uh, she went up and talked to Elizabeth. Got up there on top of the mountain talking to Elizabeth, and Elizabeth, she walks up and the baby looks. I had somebody, I think, I think a baby in the womb is a baby. I think a baby in the womb at some point in the womb has a soul. I think that baby is just as much baby as anybody else's baby. Now people say, you're wrong. I may be wrong. But it matches. I sit down with Dr. Rubin and went through that thing. And he goes, hey, brother, everything you just said could work, could work. That was Dr. Peter S. Rubin said what I said could work. But I'm sitting there going somewhere, somewhere. It's not just the head sticking out of the, 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 the womb, taking a breath of air. No, it's somewhere way before that. Because the baby's already sucking air way before that. If that's the qualification is that you got to breathe the breath of life, it was already doing that before it stuck its head out. And then, and then Jesus comes up and the babe, John the Baptist, leaps in, in Elizabeth's womb when Jesus got. He, didn't, he couldn't see through the skin of her belly into the skin of Mary's belly to where Jesus was. He knew the presence. And that child was set. That child was set to be the Savior of the world. John the Baptist knew that. He was the forerunner. He should have been the one to do that. And said, my soul doth magnify the Lord. Man, she's sitting there, and Elizabeth's all praising God, and Mary starts praising God, and she starts magnifying. You know what? At this point, she's not even looking at, when she has to figure out how she's going to tell everybody she's pregnant, they're going to call her a harlot. They're going to call her everything that you could possibly think of. And she doesn't think one thing about any of that. Verse 47, she says, And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. You know what Mary does? Mary goes right back to the source that did to her what is getting ready to happen and gave him the glory, not understanding half the stuff that's getting ready to happen. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaid. Never think that you're so far down that he doesn't know where you're at. He can come and get you anytime he wants to. You know what he's looking for is a humble heart. So many times we, we lose that humbleness, we get pride. Only by pride cometh contention. We'll start getting that pride filled up, and we'll look at different people, and we'll say, well, this person, that person. It has nothing to do with people, brethren. It has nothing to do with people. It has to do with your relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. Relationship, 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 relationship. No preacher, no evangelist, nobody could ever get between me and Jesus Christ unless I let them in there. Right. I'm not going to let them in there. I'm going to listen to them. I'm going to take what they have to say. If the shoe fits, I'm going to wear it, and I'm going to change what I need to change. But I'm not going to let them get into a place where they're going to mess up my relationship with Jesus Christ. I've worked too hard to get that thing. Mary glorified the Lord in her circumstances.
All of a sudden, Mary's got a dilemma. She goes, okay, Lord, here's my circumstances. <laughs> I'm okay with this. I'm all right. I'll do whatever you want to do. What am I going to do with Joseph? Have, have you ever thought about the Joseph thing yet? Yeah. I'm like, Lord, you see, this is, you can say, well, it doesn't say that in the Bible. It's there. That young girl is pregnant now, and she is going to have a baby. She's going to be, and Joseph is going to find that thing out, and her mom and dad are going to find that thing out, and everybody's going to find that thing out, and they're going to try to blame Joseph for it, and Joseph's not going to take the blame for it. And, and Mary's sitting there going, what do we do about that? And the Lord says, let me worry about it. <coughs> the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. <laughs> it applies to Mary just as well as it does to us. He said, Mary, this is my problem. You know, later on down the road, one of the Pharisees actually looked at Jesus Christ and said, we have a father, knowing that Jesus Christ didn't. And they couldn't, they knew he was the son of God. They couldn't figure out how, they couldn't, they just didn't want to trust him. Mary's only dilemma, Matthew 1.18, says, now the birth of Jesus was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, before, and here's where the Catholic Church veers off. They try to make Mary this superhuman. She's not. She's just like me and you. The Lord used her for Jesus to come through her. She had to have a, be a virgin. She was. There's nothing wrong with waiting until you get married, ladies. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Men, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. The scriptures clearly tell you where it came from. Then Joseph, her husband, uh, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. He thought, well, hey, I'll just put her out and get rid of her slowly and, and do it the nice way, and I'll be okay, and Mary will be okay. And that was Mary's dilemma. And she goes, Lord, you're going to have to work this thing out. And the Lord says, watch what I do. And all of a sudden, Joseph has a dream. And while he's sitting there dreaming, the angel tells him that this child is of the Lord, and, and you need to do it. And Joseph wakes up and says... I got it. You know, so many times we do not let the Lord work out anything in our lives. We try to do it ourselves. And the Lord is definitely going to work the thing out. This is a story in your Bible. It is a story. It is a story about our Lord being born. It is a story about him coming into the world like the world likes to say. And then one day later, I had a friend. Uh, he was a good friend. He turned out to be a good friend. He was, he was a wacko nut. Keith Leekbert out at, at he, hated, he hated Christmas. And he worked at Walmart. And I asked him one time, I said, Keith, I said, you hate Christmas. I said, you're worse than I am. I said, how do you hate Christmas? What is, he goes, because everybody would come back to Walmart after Christmas and bring everything back that they got and traded in for something else. He said, I, I just watched that stuff. And I'm like, where in the world is any of that in the Bible? And, and I thought the guy was lost for a long time. Come to find out he was saved. Just got bitter about watching a bunch of people do some things about some. The guy was black and white. It had to be one way or the other. But Mary, Mary had a dilemma. Her dilemma was Joseph. You know what the Lord did? He solved that problem. And Joseph took responsible, responsibility for that child. He took responsibility for Mary. And he listened to God. Two people out of a ton of people listened to the Lord. And because those two people did what they did, he brought his son through that. Mary made, here's the next thing. I like, uh, this is one. Mary made do, she made do with what she had. She got pregnant. She was uh, nine months pregnant, on her way, had to go to Bethlehem uh, to pay taxes. Goes there, uh, place is packed out, no place to go. 
Scripture says in Luke 2, 7, it says, and she brought forth her firstborn son. That means she had more after that. The Catholic Church always tries to say Mary was an uh, immaculate, uh, Jesus was immaculate conceived. He was the firstborn. He wasn't the firstborn. He was the only born. She didn't have no other sons. The Bible says she did. She had brother, he had brothers and sisters, so he had them. And brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the inn. Mary didn't care really where she was at. She was happy no matter what. You know, really, what I, when I read down through this story here, I think we missed so many times is uh, we're looking for something exterior to make us happy. And everything you need is interior. The Lord will put the thing right here. This is all you need is right there. You don't need anything out here. In a manger, you know the manger, the word manger shows up three times in your Bible. And all three times, it's right here in Luke, chapter 2. And all three times, it's about your Savior being born in a manger. In a manger. In a manger. The only time a, a, a stall where a baby is born out where the sheep and all the animals are is your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'm sitting there going, Lord, I said, what is an amazing thing is Mary did not, she wasn't mad at you. Is this the best you can do for me? How come we don't have a camper? How come we don't have this? How come we don't have that? No, you never see, you never hear one thing about that. When this thing started and Gabriel appeared to her, she, she got on board. And no matter what the Lord brought into her life, that's what she took. She had to watch her boy be raised. She raised him just like any other mother would. She had to watch him do all the things he did. She watched him at 12 years old go through what he went through in, in that room. <coughs> she left him. They left him. And he departed, and, and they had to go back and get him. And he's only 12 years old. And he says, what, know you not that I must be about my father's business? And she says she pondered those things in her heart, just like any other mother would do. Watched her son grow up and watched the ridicule he had from his other probably brothers and sisters. And then all the people around the planet, and then watch him get crucified. All that stuff this woman had to put up with. You know the holy thing that got her through that thing was her walk with Jesus Christ. Her walk with God, that was it. When it was all said and done, it's a short message. Look at this, 745. I'll be done. Luke 138. Take your Bible, go to Luke 138 real quick. Mary says this. And Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord. You know what Mary just said right there? I'm your servant. I'm bought with a price. I'm yours. I'm not mine. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And the rest is history. We're, we're having a, this Sunday will be Christmas Eve. <clears throat> Christmas Day will be Monday. Everybody eat turkeys and all kinds of stuff, hams and whatever. And they'll be celebrating a birthday of a Savior that most people don't even know who he is. They know of him. They try to make the Catholic thing out of him, but the Catholic Church says that queers are okay now. And we'll bless you in our church. You won't get blessed here. If you're homosexual, you better hold it. <laughs> you, better, you better stay in the closet uh, and not let me know that. Because if you do, there's going to be an issue. Uh, if you tell me that, uh, we're gonna, I, I had a preacher friend of mine says, I'll, and you say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep out of trouble. Then right there, I'll, I'll put you in that corner right there. I don't even think I'd put you in the corner there. I think I'd put you in the park. I don't even know if I'd put you in the parking lot. But Mary 
Surrender to the will of God. And the hardest thing we'll ever do is just surrender to the will of God. Uh, all through your Bible, we, we magnify the wrong things when really the whole thing when it comes to your Bible is Paul got knocked down on the road to Damascus and he had to surrender to God. And he come face to face with him and didn't really have a big problem to do that. Most of us probably never come face to face really with Jesus Christ the way we should. Because if we did, we, our lives wouldn't be the same. And, and Brother Dave is a perfect example of that, man. He come, I mean, he'll tell you the same thing. He come out of, out of a, a system that he realized it was going down. And I did too. I realized there was no other way. I sit there one night on the back porch, somewhere before that night on that back porch, but before that night I said, hey, if this is the best it is for me for the rest of my life, get me out of here. Lost on my way to hell, didn't know that, but I went to God and said, if this is going to be the rest of my life, get me out of here. That was 43 years ago. He says, you want out of here? I'm going to get you out, but it's going to be a different way than what you think. That's been the best 43 years of my life. You know what Mary did? She did the same thing that he asked me to do, that he's going to ask you to do, is to submit to him and say, Lord, whatever you want. If you want, no, no, guys, he's not going to ask you to have a baby. There's only one time in history that he ever asked a woman to have a baby different than anybody else. That was Mary. Elizabeth had a baby the right way. Uh, Abraham and Sarah had a baby the right way. She was just too old. She was old, and, and he corrected some problems, and both of them had babies. Mary was the only one that ever had a baby the way she had it. That was Mary. You know what Mary is? She's just a normal, everyday person, just like us. And God used a normal, everyday person to affect a bunch of people for 2,000 years. Now, we may not have 2,000 years. I, the way the world is going today, I can't see us having much more than 2,000 minutes. But, but if you have some time, what's if it is the next 20 years? You do today what you're supposed to do today, and when the Lord pops in there, you'll be ready for it. If you do everything, you're sufficient of the day is evil there. If you do everything today you're supposed to do to please God, here we got a time. Saturday, we're going to be passing out a bunch of, of flyers. If you've got a few minutes, how, how long does it take to pass out 25 flyers? How many you got? How many is it going to be, sis? 400. You divide 400 by 25, that's 4, 8, 12. That's 16 pouches of 25. If I gave somebody 16 pouch, one pouch of 25 flyers, you could go hit 25 houses in about 20 minutes. If you do it with the right spirit, you might actually get somebody to come out and talk to you. And you might actually get somebody to come to church on Sunday. But, brethren, you know what we do? We, we worry about way too much stuff and what we're going to do in this world and how to have fun and fun, 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 fun. And the fun, you know what Mary just showed you? Her fun started when she got into having a baby. And by the time it was all said and done, she, she delivered the Savior of the world. Father, thank you for your blessings tonight. Lord, I know it's a short message. It's just an, it's just an old story, same story as it always has been, never changed. Lord, but uh, Mary, Mary's just a normal girl. Uh, Lord, she kept herself clean. Lord, she did everything she could, <clears throat> not even thinking anything about it. And one day Gabriel appeared to her and you used her. And Lord, I'm sure glad you did. Uh, Lord, I'm glad there was a young lady back there that could be used uh, in that time. And that you came through her and, and Lord, you lived your life the way you lived it and died at Calvary, rose from the grave three days later. And Lord, provided a way for me to get, get to heaven and everyone else in this room that's saved today. Lord, what a blessing it is. And all that happened on just a normal, everyday, living life and, and responding, Lord, when you responded. 
Lord, help us to never miss the response or never fail to respond when you respond to us. Lord, when you make yourself known to us, help us to see that. And Lord, uh, help us to uh, immediately, with the joy that Mary had, do the same thing. There's nothing wrong with questioning, but Lord, it comes a point where all of a sudden that changes. And Lord, the, the surety, the peace of God that passeth all understanding enters in. And Lord, we become like Mary and, and uh, we rejoice in you. And, and Lord, those around us rejoice. And Lord, uh, we have other brothers and sisters that have the similar situations in their lives where they rejoice. Lord, help us to rejoice with each other. And Father, again, bless this time of season. Again, bless this evening, and we'll praise you in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Amen. <laughs>